Welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one transcendent page of Talmud every day. And today, one of these big questions, one of these grand moral conundrum type situations that really make us stop and think, I'm going to jump straight into the page. This is on Psachim page 20. Rather, say that the meat is rendered susceptible to ritual impurity by the esteem for sacred objects. According to this principle, certain items that cannot become impure by Torah law become susceptible to impurity by rabbinic law due to their extreme sanctity. The Gemara rejects that possibility. Say that the esteem for sacred objects is effective to disqualify the meat itself, despite the fact that it was not rendered susceptible to receive impurity. But does it also transmit impurity to the extent that one counts first and second degree impurity from contact with the meat? Can impurity based on the esteem for sacred objects be transmitted to other objects like standard impurity? Which is really another way of asking, why is it or is it that the sacred is more susceptible to impurity? And when you hear this kind of question, you could hear its grand metaphysical weight bearing down on you. And so you know that there's really only one person we are going to summon to answer this for us. You guessed it. Your friend and mine, our teacher, Rabbi David Bashevkin. Hello. Liel, what a joy to connect with you during this maze of purity and impurity discussions in the Talmud. Whenever I get here, I just reach out. I said, I need Liel as just a comfort and somebody who is familiar and loving to me to get through these pages. Just someone who will ask me yet more difficult questions. And so tell us, what is this business with the sacred and its susceptibility to impurity? Is the sacred more susceptible to impurity? And, and if so, why? So I absolutely love this concept. And allow me to translate the, I'm sorry, not translate, the opposite, to say the exact words of the Talmud. It's just two words. It's chibas hakodesh. Chiba, which most translate for esteem, it's like a loving esteem. Like it almost sounds like the word for, for like a hug. Chibas hakodesh. The esteem, the love that we have for sanctified foods make it more susceptible to impurity. And one of the ways where this is manifest in a very technical way is that normally other foods require you to like pour a liquid on them in order for them to become susceptible for impurity. But there are certain foods that are inherently holy that it doesn't require any sort of preparatory action before they become susceptible to impurity. By nature of our esteem for those things, they become more susceptible. I loved this line. I find this concept to be absolutely riveting in a very personal sense in two different ways. One is, it tells you about the very nature of what purity and impurity is. The word that we use very often for impurity or something that is not holy is chulin. Chulin literally means a vacuum. And what I think it's telling us, which is actually quite beautiful and something we see throughout life and throughout spiritual life, is that the potential for holiness and the potential for unholiness are actually two sides of the same coin. Because depending on the size of the vacuum, how big is the space, 
you can then inject either holiness. And once you've created a big space for holiness, in the absence of that, it now has more potential for unholiness. And that, I think, is a concept that we find throughout both in the technical laws of purity and impurity, but we also find it in the Talmudic conception of holiness itself, where the Talmud will find later on says the righteous, the holiest people of any nation, of the, of the Jewish nation they're talking about in Talmud, but the righteous people, they're the most susceptible to failure. They're the most susceptible to really falling down and getting into the mud. Why is that? It's because the heights where one is able to traverse, the higher you get up on that ladder, the more the fall is going to hurt you. I actually think there's something else in here that I find extraordinarily meaningful, which is that chiba, meaning the esteem that we place in something, you know, those childhood ideas, the ideas that we find sacred in our life, they are more susceptible to impurity because they're so much easier to puncture. When we build something up in our life, good things, whether it's the way we look at Shabbos, the way we look at our parents, the way we look at anything that we hold to be sacred, that chiba, that deep love, it, it can be dangerous in the sense that it now makes that thing much more susceptible to somebody coming along and rolling their eyes. Or I think in our lives, what makes something impure conceptually, it's not pouring a liquid on it. It's cynicism. And the more that you hold something dear, the easier it is for somebody to come and then puncture it and take all the air out of that balloon, it's going to fly around. You can almost think of it like a balloon. The more air you place in it, if you puncture that hole and it's really filled up, it's not going to fly around the whole room. So I look at this and I think about like my own life, about the chibas hakodesh, the things that I hold in high esteem, and how careful I need to be to protect them, to make sure that the cynicism of the world doesn't pull them down. Like, I always think about this before I, I post a picture of my children on social media, or I share something meaningful about my own personal relationship with God, with prayer, with anything that I hold dear. You have to treasure it because it's also very easy for people to come around and puncture it. And we kind of need to protect ourselves to make sure that those things we hold most sacred remain that way because they are, like the Talmud is telling us here, more susceptible for people coming around and puncturing it and sucking the air out of those concept ideas and relationships that we hold most sacred. Amen to that. Rabbi David Bashevkin, as always, you leave us with so much to think about. Thank you. My absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes, Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone, or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic 
and we'll see you again soon.